And welcome to another edition of Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and I am so blessed and thankful to be with you once again this evening. Thank you, listeners, for those that um, made the effort to tune in, and for those that regularly tune in as well, and for the message that I receive, or messages, excuse me, that I receive during the course of the week. Um, and just feedback on the general on the programs in general. Please be reminded to connect with us on our social media platforms. That's on Facebook at uh, www.facebook.com forward slash testify ministry and on uh, Instagram on my personal page, Ingrid Carly Moses, where I also um, link to the guests and all the different projects and initiatives that they are involved in. So yes, tonight, another edition, and uh, we are still in the month of September, and this month is Heritage Month. And uh, yes, heritage can, can take many forms. It's about our place of birth. It's about the, the family we've, we've birthed into, the uh, culture we've birthed into, and also the fact that we are descendants and um, part of the bigger family of Christ. So this evening, I've got Christo again from Wordspread Foundation, and Christo's going to talk to us about the heritage we have as Christians. But let's first just check in with him. Good evening, Christo. How are you, and how are things going on your side? Hello, Ingrid. Yes, thanks a lot for having me again, and uh, on my side, things are going well. Uh, yes, it's as you say, uh, it's Heritage Month. And um, I think for many of us, at least on the Afrikaans side, uh, that means uh, on the holiday, uh, it's Braidach. Mm. Um, <laughs> but as you said, as you said, uh, <laughs> um, that is only part of our heritage, uh, and that's heritage in the South African perspective, at least. Mm. Um, I think this week, we'll be sharing a little bit on our heritage as Christians. Now, um, 
as as a country, I do believe that South Africa and its people um, have a Christian heritage, and it may look different uh, from whichever perspective you you view it. But I think a lot of our listeners tonight will agree that our heritage in South Africa is to a large extent Christian. And so I thought it well for this evening to just uh, share a little bit uh, from our What Next Discipleship course on the heritage we have as Christians. Now, uh, Christians, first of all, uh, is from a a larger body, let's call it the body of Christ, the church. And um, the church was founded um, just after Jesus had um, ascended back to heaven and the Holy Spirit was poured out and uh, Christians started meeting regularly and they were, um, well, first of all, being discipled and then started discipling others um, according to all that Christ had taught them. So if we, if we want to see what the early church, and that's really all the way back 2,000 years ago, where our heritage as Christians started, um, for a good picture of that, we can take a look at Acts 2, verse 42, all the way through to 47. And that gives us a, a good idea of what happened back in those days when the church met and how they went about their business. And uh, we'll see, it is, it's very uh, simple, if that's the word to use. Um, it was regular meetings as brothers and sisters uh, gathering around the word. And the word back then was, um, well, for a long while, did not include the Gospels as they were written by Matthew and Mark and Luke. It did not include the uh, epistles, the, the letters that were written by Paul and Peter and James. Um, but they spoke about the word of God as it was known back then, consisting of the Psalms and the Proverbs, the prophets, and then the history uh, of the Jews. So that's what the early church looked like. Um, there were only a small number of Christians, but then after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the church rapidly grew and uh, it quickly became a group of people consisting of not just hundreds, but thousands of people. And then eventually when the, um, uh, the church started to be persecuted, people started fleeing from Jerusalem and Judea into uh, places bordering onto it, and then all the way into Asia Minor. And uh, what is amazing, when you read the letters of Paul, the church in Rome had already been founded long before he had been there. And so it shows that people had, fl had fled all over the known world back then, just to get away from persecution. But the early church uh, consisted of more than just individuals. They really were made up of a group of people. Um, they realized quickly that what held them together was uh, the same salvation that they found in Christ and then the Holy Spirit that kept them together. And uh, so all over the known world back then, uh, small groups of Christians would meet in houses. And as we read in the Bible, uh, they always uh, had an elder or elders in some of the bigger congregations who would lead them in the reading and the uh, studying of, of God's word, the Bible, and then um, just growing spiritually uh, in what they were taught. Now, um, they were a generous community. Um, we, we don't need to read or to look far to find 
that um, the Bible say they had all things in common. Uh, I referred earlier to that portion in Acts, Acts 2, specifically verse 44, and you can read about it in verse in, in uh, Acts 4, verse 32 as well, um, where, where it shows that um, all the Christians shared what they had. They also shared with, his, with, with each other. Uh, Paul writes and he says, they gave according to their means as I can testify and beyond their means of their own accord. Now that's in the letter to the Corinthians and where he shares on how the Christians had put together offerings to be sent back to Jerusalem poorest of the poor Christians back then. So um, we have a heritage of being generous. Uh, the focus was on the group more than on the individual. And then they were a fearless community. And so as Christians, we so often believe that we should live fearful lives, always subjecting ourselves um, to stronger parties and to movements and organizations, um, the reality is they did not fear. They didn't fear to tell the world about Jesus. Um, although they were persecuted, they kept on sharing boldly, um, proclaiming the truth and the gospel, and they fearlessly reached out to the hurting world around them. And uh, because of this, they often encountered persecution and even, even martyrdom. And so, um, so we have as a heritage also in Christ um, living a fearless life. Yes, uh, when we say bold, it's not bold in ourselves, it's bold in Christ. But we should be fearless in sharing the message of Christ, in testifying to the world. And then they were a multiplying community. There's no denying that the growth of the early church was remarkable. Uh, what began as a small band of fledgling disciples multiplied supernaturally into a large movement consisting of believers in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and eventually all the way to the ends of the earth. And the uh, Churches were planted as the apostles and other believers took the gospel all over the known world. And uh, we read about it in Acts, again, Acts 2 verse 47, uh, where it states, The Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So, again, it was not just a small band of people keeping to themselves um, hiding away from the world. No, they were bold and they were outgoing and they were sharing. And because of that, they were growing, a multiplying community. That's a heritage that we have in Christ and that we are allowed to have to this day is to go out to share and to believe that the Lord will multiply our numbers. Uh, for word spread for myself and who works with me, uh, we always get excited about church growth. And as I've said many times before on uh, this Testify show, um, we're not excited about the growth of a single congregation. Yes, we would like to see that. But we want to see the church of Christ grow in numbers. And then they, we have a, a heritage as a church in the modern world. And so as we read through every letter in the New Testament, we'll quickly see that the early church were anything but perfect. Uh, in fact, many of these letters were written to address specific sins or even false teachings. Uh, for example, Paul wrote to the Galatian Christians in uh, danger of distorting the gospel. Um, two letters went to the church in Corinth. Uh, they were tolerating gross sexual sin, and Paul spoke against it. But uh, everywhere we read in the New Testament, uh, we see a church back then in a new world, and as it is today, still in a modern world. And so the heritage that we have with us 
is that we should continue to exalt Christ in our own day by the power of the Holy Spirit. We shouldn't expect to experience another day of Pentecost in the same way as they had experienced it 2,000 years ago. Uh, we shouldn't expect to see precisely the same signs and the wonders that the apostles had performed, although I believe there's possibility to see each of those. But we're living in a modern day and age, and we have to, we have to be bold in the same way as Christians had been throughout all the ages to share with the world that Jesus lives, that he has salvation available to everyone who accepts him as Lord and Savior, and uh, that we can live in that loving relationship with him. And so, uh, yes, Ingrid, as uh, I come to the end of this aspect of our, of our show tonight, um, I'm excited because we, we in Christ as the church have a legacy and have a heritage almost in the same way that we as South Africans have a heritage, um, well, in many different perspectives and in many different ways of looking at it, but knowing that we are not uh, building on, on something new, but we can stand on something strong that has been there throughout many ages. Let's listen to some music, Ingrid. Yes, Christy, thank you so much for that um, overview about the body of Christ and our heritage as Christians. I think, you know, in what we're facing at the moment in the pandemic and uh, the consequences of it, it's easy for us to forget. But thank you for that reminder. And uh, dear listeners, may we all be encouraged to, to know that we all have a role to play uh, in furthering this legacy that we carry as Christians and especially as the church in the model modern world. Thank you. We're going to go to a song now, and this one is called God of Wonders by Third Day.
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Tastify on Eden FM. I am Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me is Christo Funderscape from WordSpread Foundation. We've just discussed um, the importance of our heritage that we have as Christians. And uh, WordSpread Foundation is busy with a few initiatives at the moment, and one of them is called the WordSpread Warriors. So last time we met, Christo, you spoke to us about the program that you ran in Gauteng, I think it was in Pretoria specifically, and about the success of that and how much you enjoyed it, and that there are initiatives that you want to implement to spread this training uh, into the Southern Cape and the Western Cape as well. Uh, please tell us a bit more about that. Yes, Ingrid, thank you so much. Um, the interesting thing is in the day and age that we live and work in, uh, is that the new generations that we have, um, well, in the church, but also in society. And so what I'm talking about specifically is the millennials. I think there are many, many millions of them in South Africa, and they are the ones born uh, between early 90s and all the way through to about 2010. Um, so they are, they are youngsters typically finishing school at the moment or that are already in a career of some kind. They, they address life very differently to what you and me or typically Generation X is. So they, we are born somewhere between the early 70s and the late 80s or around about 1990. And then what the Americans call the baby boomers. And those are a, um, a group of people, a generation born directly after the end of World War II and all the way through to the early 70s. And so uh, the, the different generations, uh, interesting enough, approach life differently to each others. And um, all of them want to get involved. But uh, experience over time has shown that the older generations, and so with that I'm, I'm referring again to uh, the baby boomers um, and even their predecessors, the pioneers as they are, as they are called, um, they pr prefer to get involved in the form of being a member, be it a member of a church congregation, be it a member of an organization, um, then the, the younger generations, uh, they look at life very differently. And, the, and where I picked it up, Ingrid, was in my career before I joined um, ministry in the corporate world, is to see the older people staying at the same company or within the same group for many years and then retiring at that same company and the youngsters approaching life very differently. They would join a company, they would work for a couple of years in a company or in a group, and then they would move on. Um, and that's not because they're disloyal at all, it's just the way they look at life. And so when we um, established WordSpread back in 2016, um, one of the focus aspects of the founding uh, fathers, the, uh, the founders of WordSpread was how to get the younger people involved. And they realized from the onset that that would need to happen by means of volunteer involvement. And so the concept of WordSpread Warriors uh, was developed from that volunteer uh, mindset. And so uh, if the question is, what is a WordSpread Warrior? Well, a, a warrior, first of all, is a volunteer who commit to work with WordSpread in achieving the goals of the organization, but specifically the programs that we are driving. And so there are more than a single way in which people can get involved as WordSpread warriors. Uh, I would say the easiest way to get involved is purely to act as a coordinator um, representing, be it a church, be it an organization, a youth group, a cell group, um, but to be the connected individual 
between WordSpread as an organization and your church or the organization that you represent. So as coordinator, we will be speaking to you and you will be uh, disseminating the information or make that information flow into that organization that you represent. Now, um, not all people just want to serve in that style. Uh, and so we have op uh, opportunities for people to be developed as trainers as well. And um, so those training um, opportunities is uh, in, in, in a form of what we would call in the corporate world, uh, training of trainer um, positions or responsibilities. So you will equip others that will be equipping people in a specific program or in a specific initiative. And so in order for us to make sure that you are fully skilled and fully equipped to do the train the training uh, or train the trainer training, a lot of training taking place there, uh, will be to equip those individuals as facilitators. And so um, it'll always be in the form of um, you acting as a volunteer, so committing uh, in terms of time and availability. And we will then, from WordSpread side, try and, and optimize your involvement. And so, for instance, uh, as we are busy with uh, the arrangement of uh, warrior training, I'm talking specifically training of facilitators that can present our Ignite or what next training courses. Um, there we would like to equip warriors that are able to present or host those events. So that is, that is um, some of the opportunities or the responsibilities that would come um, when you join as a WordSpread warrior. Um, now, as I mentioned before, to join, it's on a volunteer basis. And so there's no membership dues or membership fees payable. Um, there's no requirement like you would have with employer-employee relations where we will demand a certain amount of hours of your time or willingness to travel, etc., etc. You get involved and we work according to what you are willing to commit to. Uh, however, um, when you commit to doing some things, we would love or like you to at least live up to what you commit to. And so the responsibilities of involvement as a WordSpread warrior will be based on what you are willing to commit to. So we have some of our warriors that are willing to travel and in the instance of traveling, especially outside of areas where you live or reside, um, there will be uh, small amounts that we will pay, almost like an honorarium. We will definitely carry your traveling expense, etc. cetera. Um, but again, as I mentioned before, this is not a salary. So it's not a salary position. It is a, it's a, a volunteer role. Um, so the question I think you have to ask yourself uh, before you get involved is, do I see myself in a position to, to commit to an organization like WordSpread and to commit, uh, you know, in terms of a certain amount of hours or in a certain role, be that as a trainer or be that as a coordinator, and uh, if those are not the things that you, uh, you get excited about immediately, uh, over time, we, we definitely would like to see the WordSpread Warrior concept be expanded. And, uh, and you get involved in, in by other means. Uh, but as it stands, WordSpread is a training and develop organization, development. And uh, so we we would definitely see in time to come that our activi activities will center around those aspects, training and development. 
if that is the things that excite you in any in any level and when i say level i'm talking in terms of levels of commitment but also in terms of uh, level of the individuals being trained be that uh, school children be it uh, students at university or be that uh, adults um, then definitely we would like to get you involved in what we are busy doing so um, i think the last question that i would like to address um, is one that says how do i get involved and Ingrid, um, the email that everyone knows by now, or I hope they, they know them, or I've heard it at least by now, is info at wordspread.co. Um, please send us an email. Uh, you don't need to send us a CV. You don't need to send us a resume. Just send us a short email to say who you are, how do you like to get involved, um, and then we will connect with you and uh, see where you first of all you're based and how we can quickly or soon um, after that get you involved uh, if you would like to give us a direct call 064-504-5954 and again um, uh, one of our staff members will, will assist you in committing to becoming a word spread warrior so um ingrid i don't know if you have a question uh, from your side but i think i've given most of, of what i have on my side hi christy no definitely that was a comprehensive overview um and as you were talking i had some questions but you answered them as you went along so thank you for that comprehensive overview and i certainly hope uh, that it has excited the listeners to um, encourage them to commit to this wonderful initiative and yes even though right now it might not be an income producing commitment um, I believe that, you know, as the Lord works, that opportunities will unfold as you commit your services uh, into spreading the word of God for the greater good of his kingdom. Thank you, Christo, for, for sharing that info about the Word Spread Warriors. We are now going to go to another song, and it is called Sing to the King.
Welcome back, dear listeners. You are listening to Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Cardi Moses, and with me is Christopher Underscape from WordSpread Foundation. And Chris has been sharing quite a few. Um, you know, it started off with an, the importance of Heritage Month and um, our commitment uh, in in continuing the heritage. Uh, in terms of being Christians. And then he's also um, shared with us the initiative of WordSpread Warriors. But as we know, WordSpread is an organization, a foundation that has got lots of activities and initiatives. And uh, a few weeks ago, Krista uh, shared with us about the Go Trips. Christu, how is this going at the moment? I know that um, the initiative in January or early next year is to go to Uganda. How is the plans for that coming along? Yes, uh, Ingrid, um, <laughs> I think the single limiter at this stage, or up to now, has been will the borders be open uh, for South Africans and for that matter, many other countries in the world to travel again internationally. Now, as far as I uh, know, our borders are slowly um, opening, uh, or will at least be opening towards the end of this year. So at this stage, I think it is safe to say that by January next year, um, our listeners, and people interested in um, uh, spreading the gospel abroad, would be able to travel by then. Now, we're touching on Heritage Month, and um, one of the heritage aspects of Christianity is taking the gospel to the furthest uh, outreaches of the world. And uh, so the concept of missions work, the concept of reaching out to people far from where you stay or live, uh, is embedded in what we as Christians live and do. And so um, WordSpread also, um, with the help of our partner in Canada, Sherwood Global, um, it has the vision of taking what we live and do and work in South Africa also across the borders. And so the Go Trip uh, that you have mentioned is a go trip that we will be presenting together with Sherwood Global. Um, the date as it currently stands is to uh, depart from South Africa for Uganda uh, on January the 19th. That is next year. The event, uh, that go trip, starts on January 21st. And it runs all the way through to February the 2nd. Effectively, it will end on the, on the, the 1st, February the 1st. Um, on February the 2nd, uh, the group will start departing to their homes. And that, that will literally be people departing um, to four different continents. Uh, we will have uh, attendees from Europe, and specifically the UK. We will have attendees from Canada. We will have attendees from South America and then attendees from South Africa. And uh, I myself will be included in this uh, group. Uh, I'll be honest, that's obviously still uh, uh, dependent on borders fully open and uh, uh, our government allowing us to travel. But uh, as it stands, I believe that should be in place by then. The cost for the trip, and obviously we live in a, in a day and age where our currency has depreciated against the dollar. So the, uh, the dollar price might be quite expensive for a lot of people, but it's 1,315 US dollars for the 10 days in uh, Entebbe and Kampala in Uganda. Um, that will include accommodation. Uh, the traveling to Uganda um, is an expense that is payable by each of the, uh, the attendees by themselves. Now, we are putting together a group. Um, we have uh, four people that have committed to date to attend the event. 
And so as it stands, there is probably from a South African perspective only about another two or three uh, seats available. So if you, if you decide you want to travel, I again want to suggest that uh, you reach out to us as soon as possible in order for us to put your name on the list. Uh, the traveling will be from here to Kampala, the capital of Uganda. And then from there, we will move to Entebbe. And um, yes, the, the, the go trip, as I've mentioned before, is to visit uh, a group of 40 churches over the 10 day period, equip them with a training course that um, is very similar to the Ignite training course that we is presented by um, our partners, Sherwood Global. They call it the grid, uh, but in effect, it's the same course. And uh, then make available the resources that we also make available to churches where Ignite uh, gets presented. So, um, so what makes this an excellent um, outreach is we, we're going to be applying what we teach in South Africa, but in a different geospatial environment. Um, in Africa, and especially there on the equator, I think at, at that time of the year, it's going to be quite hot. Um, and uh, I think it's going, to, it's going to be in the rainy season as well. Uh, so there, there will be a lot of interesting um, events and experiences that come along. Uh, but the feedback that we have received from Sherwood Global over, over time as where people attend these outreaches, they go back to their societies, they go back to their churches, and they start practicing these principles that get taught to them. And so um, I don't think there are many people uh, in South Africa who, if they would like to join us to this or on this outreach, uh, who will know anybody in Uganda at least. And so if you are shy or scared to reach out to other people, uh, chances are you will know no one there and chances are that you will never run into them again, which makes it for a lot of us easier to share the gospel. Um, so again, if you're interested, uh, I am very excited about this uh, goat trip coming up in uh, Uganda from January 19th next year. Um, please get in contact with us um, at 064-504-5954 or send us an email at info at wordspread.co. Unfortunately, we will have to have confirmed commitments by no later than end of September. I think there's, there will be an overflow uh, into the uh, end of the first week in, in uh, October, but it basically gives our listeners just another two weeks to go, even a little bit less. So, uh, but come and join us, come get involved. Um, I'm sure this will affect your, your, your spiritual life tremendously, impact it and uh, equip you to serve the Lord. Thank you, Ingrid. Let's listen to some music. Thank you, Chris, too. I just want to encourage the listeners that, you know, sometimes you hold back and you say, no, maybe I'll wait and see. But um, as Chris has started off the program this evening by saying, um, you know, we have a heritage as Christians, this could be part of that commitment because um, it's it, you have to go onto a pilgrimage. You have to go onto one of these kinds of trips once in your life to truly engage with God on another level and uh, have fellowship with other Christians in other communities, just like the text this evening from Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. Thank you, Christopher, for sharing that, and I hope that the listeners are encouraged to participate and to make this commitment. We're going to go to our next song. And that is Never Once by One Sonic Society. Enjoy.
Welcome back, listeners. Are you still listening to Testify on Eden FM? Uh, Christo is going to chat to us now about the latest book review. Uh, we try to review a book once a month. Um, and uh, from the interesting uh, books that are available from the, 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 the contributions that WordSpread gets from Oasis Publishing. So Christo, this time the book is called Biblical Christianity in Africa. Um, please tell the listeners more about this. Yes, Ingrid, thank you. Um, we tried to speak to our listeners two weeks ago about this uh, book, and then we obviously had Mariana Carroll, <laughs> she with us on Women at Work, and yeah. uh, it took us uh, <laughs> so long that we missed out. I'm yes. sharing on this book. Yes, that was an interesting conversation. And so we had to defer uh, this book review to this evening. But awesome. Thank you, Christo. The book, as uh, Ingrid had said, is um, called Biblical Christianity in an African Perspective. And it is written by Wilbur O'Donovan. Now, with this again being Heritage Month, we thought it well to talk about a book that deals with our heritage as Africans. And um, the book by Wilbur is an excellent book to put Christianity in an African perspective. So uh, Wilbur holds a degree from Cornwall University, and that is both a master's and a, a doctorate in ministry. And uh, he's been a missionary in West Africa and East Africa for more than 30 years. Now, during those years, um, Dr. O'Donovan has been a faculty member of more than 10 different theological and missionary training schools. And he was also the founder and the first principal of the Nigeria Evangelical Missionary Institute. So um, quite a busy man, uh, great academic but um, the book itself is a survey of the major truths of the Christian faith as seen 
from the perspective of the African worldview. The book addresses the major tenets of the Christian faith together with some of the most important moral and spiritual issues of African life. Now, unlike most theology, theology books, rather, this book has been purposely written in readable everyday language. And it includes many true African stories. The book was written by a person with 50 years of study in the Word of God. And uh, Dr. O'Donovan had spent over 40 of those years relating the Bible to African life and issues. And it's the result of five years of graduate research and evaluation of consultation with more than 300 African theological students and faculties in various schools. So um, it's a thick book. It uh, is more than 300 pages. Um, I have um, worked through it, not in much detail, I'll be honest, um, because it's so uh, extensive. Um, but I'll be honest with, uh, with our listeners, if you have an interest in biblical Christianity, and especially in an African perspective, this is the book to lay your hands on. Um, as I said, it's not an academic book in the sense of the word that it's written in a language that most of us normal human beings are not able to understand what is being said. This is an easy read book and, uh, and definitely an excellent book, not just to have on your bookshelf, but a book to read and to share with others. Um, so uh, get your hands on this book. It's available. It should be available at all the national bookstores uh, and at many of the, um, uh, the Christian bookstores. I can think in, in the George area of at least five bookstores that should be able to get it for you. Um, and it comes at a price of 200 Rand. Um, so yes, go, go and get it. It'll keep you busy and I'm sure it will be a blessing. Thank you very much, Ingrid. Thank you, Chris. Yes, what an interesting uh, book it seems to be um, and easily available uh, within the bookstores as well. Thank you, Christopher, for compiling that summary and that overview of the book. Um, and uh, I encourage listeners to continue to build your library um, and access resources to grow you spiritually and then share those resources with others as well. Thank you, Krista, for a, a jam-packed, as you normally say, program again this evening. I appreciate it, and uh, I'm a, and I'm have confidence that the listeners too have received a blessing uh, from everything you've had to share this evening, especially with regards to our responsibility in terms of carrying on the heritage as Christians. Christo, anything else you'd like to say? Maybe just uh, repeat the contact information again, your cell phone number, and how to get in contact with Words Bread Foundation. Ingrid, yes. Uh, so if any of our listeners uh, are interested in getting involved as a WordSpread warrior or just want to get more info on the uh, volunteer model, please reach out to us at 064-504. 5954 and uh, they can use that same telephone number uh, or our email address info at wordspread.co uh, if they would like to uh, commit to or then just um, get more info regarding the go trip up in Uganda next January um, so if there's any any requests or any information needed please speak to us Fantastic. Thank you, Christo. And uh, as usual at this time, I ask you to close off the program with a prayer. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And may God bless you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can close off this evening in your name. Lord, as we had said right from the start of this uh, program, Lord, uh, we have a heritage in you, a legacy that was uh, put in place by yourself and so we can stand on a firm foundation 
and we want to glorify you for that. I want to ask, Lord, that every single one of our listeners this evening become aware and be aware of your closeness and the uh, impact that you would like to make in their spiritual lives and that they will come to understand that in you and through you, we have so much more that we can do and have because we have life and that everlasting by you. Lord, I pray that you be with us during the next week. Ask that you bless each of us. Ask that you be with Ingrid um, in her ministry as well. And uh, that as we, when we return, Lord, it be with glad hearts and with testimonies of how you have made a way in our requests and in our needs. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a blessed week, dear listeners. Until we meet again next time. Rising again, I bless your name. You are my all.